0: Welcome everyone to 512 FM. I am your host, Clarissa Nicole, and I am so excited about the guest we have here today. Her name is Kayla Greaves. She is an amazing writer, you guys, who has written for a variety of publications such as BuzzFeed, Elite Daily, and is currently the fashion and beauty editor of Bustle. She's also a fellow 90 Day Fiance watcher, which is always an A in my book. The thing I've admired about Kayla throughout the years is her ability to cover non-traditional women in a traditional media. During a time that inclusion is crucial, Kayla highlights beauty and fashion trends in people with real stories. From pieces about 4C hair and the natural hair community and breaking gender norms in the beauty industry, Kayla has made sure that her writing is as inclusive as possible to provide change and really start the conversation. I cannot wait to talk to her about how she's doing this and what drives her to do it every day so that we can see ourselves in these publications everywhere we go. So how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I am good. I recorded like the intro before we started chatting and um, one thing I said was that we were both 90 day fiance fans. Have you? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Have you, have you been watching? I know you're crazy busy, but have you got a chance to like watch the latest episodes?
1: So I am caught up on everything besides the reunion. I think the reunion came on last night, right?
0: Yes, it just it just started. So they did like an hour of like will Larissa be getting deported and blah 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 kind of So it of. wasn't even a real reunion yet. It was only the last hour, but it was so <clears throat> okay. intense. It was a it was crazy. Like oh my it was gosh. Crazy and like I And then the family Chantel starts tonight.
1: Of course. Of course it does. <laughs> Which, like, I don't really know how I feel about that because I just kind of feel like Pedro and Chantel need to not be together. But then again, I kind of feel that their drama is very fabricated because it's just just all very bizarre. It is.
0: Like, the whole thing is bizarre and I just kind of like am I going to watch it absolutely
1: but of course <laughs> like, but like it's bizarre like it isn't like i just feel like the the drama with them is very one sided i feel like it's always put on pedro's side and she complains about pedro's family and blah 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 but it's like hello girl like you're also telling your family all your marriage business and right. they're always getting involved with everything and i just feel like unless you guys are getting a divorce why are you telling your family about every single problem you and your man are having
0: exactly like you know some things you need to just kind of keep to yourself and keep between you and your husband Exactly, and unless he's like unless he's like physically hurting you you don't need to be going off to
1: your to your your parents about everything it's really it's really childish so I'm not I'm just Chantel just irks me and the fact that she went to the DR like let the man have some space it's so I was well, see, I feel two ways about that. Yes, let him have his space. Also,
0: I didn't realize he used her savings. So I'm kinda like, oh, this is oh, our trip. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that.
1: I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I don't he,
0: think, different. Unless I don't think he gets the from my understanding, the way that they get paid for the show, I don't think I don't think the people from overseas get paid yet because they're not technically like
1: Well, he gets paid because he has his green card now. right, right, right. right. Okay. Okay, yeah, so I guess if you have, but your- it's. I think before, like the before the ninety days, people, the overseas people can't get paid because they um they don't have their papers yet. But yeah, right.
0: So I mean, but still, like that savings was hers. You know what I mean? Like mainly hers because she worked a little bit. Plus, she got paid from the show. So yeah. I don't think he got his green card in time for him to get not enough for him to have savings. Like right. So oh, I didn't. I didn't era.
1: know how he had paid for the show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay.
0: Unless, but- unless TLC paid for it, but.
1: Right. I was like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The, That's a mess.
0: Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I, oh my gosh, it's so
1: crazy. I don't like any of the couples. I don't, I don't I like. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's at a point, like, I feel like season one and season two were like fine and they were wholesome and it was okay and all the couples were okay. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of feel like a lot of the drama's fabricated because I'm just like, nobody has this much problems and stays together right like Pedro and Chantel especially I'm like how the hell are you guys together not after that fight like no, was, on either was, side yeah you guys need to you guys need to separate and Nicole yeah. with Azon, I'm like honey oh lord that's another Daniel and the Muhammad yeah yeah but you know what it's a little bit worse because Azon won't even marry her like she's still waiting to get married to him He's like, I can't come over because of a private matter. Like, you don't want to. <laughs> and, you know, like, we still know the reason what, why you couldn't come. It's just very sketchy. Like, as is very sketchy. But he's very good at being a scammer because it's like, how do you not work for all these years? And you just, like, hang out with friends and you get somebody to give you money. Like, I wish I could just hang out with friends and have somebody give me money. Like, that sounds like a really nice job.
0: I mean, even Paris Hilton doesn't just hang out with friends and get paid. Like, right? works. You know, however you want to view, like, what she does or whatever. I know she comes for money, but like she still works. I mean, I would,
1: yeah, I would love to just like hang out and somebody just like sends me money for all my stuff. That sounds like a really nice life. She sent $6,000 too. Listen, in this economy, Agnes doing <laughs> what he needs to do. <laughs> and like, everybody, everybody is warning Nicole, and it's like really to the point where it's like, girl, you have to kind of you got to think like you got to kind of blame yourself <laughs> at this point because like everybody in the world is telling you that this is not working and you're like, but I love him. And it's like, well, girl, I don't know if he loves you. Like- right.
0: So I and mean, I'm not going to spoil the reunion, but like on the first part of the reunion, she goes, she goes, Well, I haven't seen Azon in a year, but I can't wait until we go back until I go back to Morocco and then we'll be married. And I was like, The audacity oh, to think that y'all are gonna be married after not seeing each other for a year.
1: Like well, what in the in the previous episode she literally said fourth times a charm. And I'm like, I don't know if it is.
0: The thing is, is that she's not an ugly girl. And and, no. and so maybe it's like, maybe it is a personality thing. I don't know. She's not an ugly know. girl. She's a cute girl. And I'm just like, you can find someone that wants
1: right. to be with you. Exactly. Like, and even if she was, even if she was like ugly to whoever, it's like, you can still find somebody who wants to be with you. You know what I mean? I just don't think Nicole... And I she- don't know, like, how her brain is working, and I don't know what Asin did to her to, like, mesmerize her this way. But yeah, I don't either. Him and his, I- just for me, relaxer, I don't know, <laughs> did do something to her, because there's some, I don't, I just, I don't understand, I don't understand what she's thinking. I don't oh get it. Oh, my God. And this you- has been going on for years, like, girl. Years. years? I don't know. Like, at least Danielle, you know, she kind of was, like, she moved on after a while. Mm -hmm. like this is like almost as long as danielle muhammad and she like cannot like she's still holding on to the hope like danielle was like okay you know f muhammad but
0: yeah and then i'm gonna get you deported i love how that's the like the thing it's like they break up i'm getting you deported and i'm like you brought him over like but you also
1: like it's apparently it's like really hard to actually deport them because you have to be able to prove that they didn't come they came with malicious intent or whatever like how do you prove that yeah, that's true too. So that's that's a whole mess, but Yeah. You know? I, I don't know,
0: man. Like I enjoy I, watching it. Right? I'm like, this isn't my life. This is why I call the channel Terrible Life Choices, because <laughs> like look at what everybody's doing. It's it's, it's terrible. True. You it's never true. wanna you never wanna do it. So um I know this isn't what like the podcast is about, but I had to like talk and then I was also talking about like how you've written for Buzzfeed and everything else. And I was looking up some of your articles and I saw the witch breaker high uh, character, <laughs> which you go yes. to film with. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I know that it's, it's probably, it's more Canadian, right? Like it, yeah, I, totally. I remember seeing it on UPN at the time, but I remember yeah. seeing it and it would come on like really random, like Sundays at two o'clock and I'm like,
1: yeah so it's a canadian show just so weird because they were like in high school on a cruise ship Mm -hmm. and persia white from girlfriends was on that show yes if you remember her and ryan gosling i think that was like his first major acting gig Mm -hmm. i think it was his first major after like mickey mouse club or something yes yeah yeah yeah. that was like his first like adult or however old he was acting gig and it's just so crazy to see where their careers have taken them since i know but i used to watch breaker high as a kid And, um, I think at the time I was like applying to be a contributing writer at Buzzfeed because they had just opened a Toronto office and I was like, just thinking of like nostalgic posts or whatever. And then I ended up like making the front page of Buzzfeed and I was like, Oh my God, I made the front page of Buzzfeed. So yeah, (laughs) Oh my God, memories, man.
0: Oh my God. It's so like, it's, it's funny. And even if you Google, if you Google breaker high, it's like your post is the fourth on the first page.
1: I love it. That's amazing. So it's (laughs) like, there's,
0: and I say fourth because it's like Wikipedia, IMDB. Um, and then like, there's like the videos and then right under, right under the thing about it, it's your, uh, it's your post, so that's so. Cool. Oh my god, I
1: love that. <laughs> that's so cool. That is so cool. So
0: anyone watching, I almost want to say that it's on YouTube too. I haven't haven't researched to see if the episodes are on there,
1: but oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I,
0: I hope so. I'm gonna watch the. I didn't realize. I'm looking at the side. I didn't realize there
1: were 44 episodes, but it says. Yeah, it was one. on for. It was on for a little while. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe it was just a very bizarre concept because I don't know anybody who went to school on a cruise ship. It's so random. A cruise ship, not like a cruise ship. I, okay, <laughs> but that was like just the era of like teen, teen everything. Like it was like if you were a child in the '90s, you couldn't wait to be a teenager because TV made it seem like it was so cool.
0: Uh, yeah, like Saved by the Bell, the like old and the new class. And then I remember, I don't know if the cat came on in Canada, but I remember one, that one Saturday morning, it was TNBC. It came on Saturday mornings. And so there was okay. like city guys. And there was, that's when new, uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class came on. And Bian- uh, Bianca Lawson was a teenager there too, because oh my god and also
1: this show called popular did you ever watch that
0: oh my god i just literally just googled that maybe like last week i
1: love that show like i will rewatch it every few years just because it's so good but i just hate that it ends on a cliffhanger
0: it does because i remember
1: the first time i watched it in full and it ended on a cliffhanger and i was like what the hell happened and like i wanted to know so it was such a good show oh my god but all of them are like adults. They weren't actually teenagers. Yeah,
0: they weren't teenagers at all. But I didn't know that it was a Ryan Murphy show yeah. until I was googling it and then I like Ryan Murphy
1: is so good. And it makes sense cuz it's like he's good. Yeah, he's a he really great storyteller. Good TV.
0: Yeah, like Pose, I'm obsessed. I'm like I can't believe I've like laughed and cried my ass off. Mm-hmm. With the, within a span of like 10 minutes. <laughs> like how oh, yeah. are you doing this? Yeah, it's uh, they're such good shows. I I can't recall any shows now that
1: are to that left to that level. Like I don't know, I don't really watch like a ton of the teen shows now. Yeah. Like, I just I kind of watch like either reality or just like world is falling apart type of shows, like Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. But like Grownish I've heard great things about Grownish. Yeah. But it's just different now. Like it's just, you know, like a lot of the things that they talk about on these shows are just like you know, social media. And, you know, the culture um, just going kind of change. Like, even on, like, Arthur. Like, you know, the episode where <laughs> the got yes. married. Like, Muffy has, like, a cell phone. I'm like, girl, you were in the third grade. What are you doing with a cell phone? Still. But I guess that's the culture now. It's just, it's different.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Arthur is so, Arthur is so good. Arthur's my boy.
1: I've loved Arthur for, like, 24, I don't know, 20, however many years, over 20 years. I've been, like, I love Arthur forever. It is
0: yeah. It's seriously some devotion because
1: <laughs> Arthur <laughs> like, it, is
0: never it's just ending. It's good. It's good. Like everything from like the library card, the, you know, song. Obviously yeah. iconic. I sing that song every time
1: I oh, check yeah. out like
0: a book. And I I believe I, like I don't even have to. I don't need a library card anymore. I just just say my or just say like my address or something. I don't remember yeah. how I was doing it because I you know technology, but. I was like, I still say, or like the Jekyll Hyde. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) It's all so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kids nowadays, they don't, they don't understand. (laughs) They don't understand. They don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like to have to rewind a VHS tape they don't know what it's like to have to run back from a commercial break to catch your show they don't know what it's like to like make sure you're home at a certain time so you can watch your show they oh these kids don't know I know they,
0: don't know. Uh, they have Netflix and like I don't even think people are using DVRs anymore like it's like they have Netflix no they, they just all stream. These, they stream yeah they all everything is about streaming and I'm like okay. I
1: mean I've even heard some people you know they've talked or they have like um interns or something they're like kind of they're like teenagers or like very early adults and they were born in like the 2000s and they're like who's tlc who's Boss? i'm like come on like yeah. who's raising you to the point where you don't know <laughs> you know who the top artists were of the 90s because like you know i wasn't alive um you know when marvin Gaye was at his prime but like
0: yeah
1: uh my I knew exactly who he was and I knew his discography and I knew his music because my parents played it and they told me about these, they didn't tell me about like the nastiness he was talking about, but like, you know, they referred to him as like this great musician. He was this great, like I knew who everyone was, right? you know, and this is like timeless music that, you know, we still listen to. And a lot of the music that was in the, that came out in the nineties, is timeless. Like, how are these kids so disconnected? It's so bizarre to me. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. And I agree with you because like, I was, I remember being a camp counselor
0: one year at the y, long I was still in college, but we were, Say My Name came on, we were on a trip uh, at a gymnastics gym, or like a gymna- gymnastics place, and Say My Name came on, so all the counselors were doing the whole, like, dance or whatever that you do when the song comes on, and the kids were like, who is this? And we were like, this is Destiny's Child, what do you mean, who is this? And they just looked at us like, who's Destiny's Child? I was like, It was the group Beyonce was in before she went solo.
1: Beyonce was in a group. I have to, how do they not like, I'm just, I'm so, you know what? When (laughs) I have children, like I've already looked this up. There's like these headphones you can buy that you kind of like strap onto your belly. They kind of stick onto your belly Mm -hmm. and it's like an audio splitter thing. So you listen to the same thing the baby listens to. Like I'm starting from like maybe the late sixties <laughs> and I'm just gonna you know go upwards until you know the baby's born and like play Prince and if that baby doesn't come out singing the ooh ooh, ooh <laughs> the race, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it like <laughs> send it back and start you know, over again. send it back and start over. It <laughs> needs to know like you need to know you know culture.
0: Yeah yeah that's so weird too because I was also thinking about like I still listen to Britney Spears continuously oh my god
1: like, that, a is my that is my queen
0: that is my ninth queen forever I and I have a question for Britney about Britney in a minute like yeah. I listen to Britney Spears and like I remember when she came out I remember when baby one more time was like I first saw the video I remember my mom being downstairs and I was in my room and I had on like the shirt and tied it up and you know whatever was doing the dance moves to the song that I recorded from the radio on my cassette like- Yes I love
1: the cassette. Girl listen I am all about my old technology there is nothing wrong with it it works it is great oh my gosh it is so, wonderful so good and I kind of miss it because it's like now everything it's like you have to kind of stream it through the internet yeah and it's like what if I don't want my internet on one day you know like yeah. I'm very much so I mean like you know how I am I'm very much so like I like to not be on the internet as much as possible because I just feel like it's so it's like soul-sucking and I kind of feel like we've gotten to a place where we don't really enjoy what we're doing we kind of enjoy it in order to record it for other people to see that we're enjoying it instead of just living in the moment like I've been out with friends and it's like they have their phone out and they're like recording something two or three times so everybody else sees that they're having fun I'm like why don't you just have fun? (laughs) <laughs> not worry about other people thinking you're having fun you know what i'm saying like i just don't like i haven't like I've, I've taken multiple instagram breaks like since i got instagram um and i'm currently on one right now and i just like lock my page because i'm like i need a break from this like i just don't care about what everybody's doing all the time
0: yeah and, like, well and Twitter,
1: twitter's become like a whole ugh, we can get into that but i mean oh, it's gosh. just become a whole thing and i i just literally go on it to like share work mm-hmm and, I'm off well and like with Instagram there's so much because I'm like with me
0: in my business I'm starting to do a lot more social media like management mm-hmm. because they want the content creative they're like okay now, well how do I share this And I'm like I'll just do it you know just pay me Um and so it's almost like I just want to go, there's a lot of frustrations with it. And I discussed this with another friend of mine, like the algorithms change. And I know that that numbers don't mean anything at the end of the day, but it gets so frustrating when people who have a million followers say, just post what you love and go on. And I'm like, but I work with small businesses. These numbers kind of matter, like this reach. Yeah. Yeah you know and so I hate that because it can really ping into your like
1: self-esteem which is so silly to say but it's exactly but it's also like it's very different when it's with a business and it's personal like business is always any business like in business no matter what form of business you're in numbers have always mattered yeah but I think the issue with social and like here's the thing I don't mind social media at all for business like I think it's a very smart strategy for business if you know how to do it properly Mm -hmm. my issue with social media is that when like this whole numbers thing gets like to people's head on a personal level. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's, that's the problem because it's like, you shouldn't be feeling horrible about yourself or like feeling like you're worthless because you don't have a million followers on Instagram. Because like, what if Instagram shuts down tomorrow? Then what? Like you have, you have no other value outside of that. Like you can't think like that, you know, it's just an app that you can delete off your phone. And trust me when you delete it off your phone and you're off it for like two days you forget about it it's really not that as significant as people make it seem uh, maybe one day i'll get to that point
0: <laughs> no I'm it's so you, good it's
1: though. so freeing it's so like i i deactivated my instagram for a year actually and it was like it was wonderful wow yeah it was great
0: yeah maybe maybe Hmm. That's a good thing to try to do, especially now, because, like, I feel like current events and stuff, like, and we don't have to go too deep into that, but, like, current events, especially reading stuff, you know, it's just so much. It's so, like, I don't have cable, but, like, Bravo, the Bravo app just started. Thanks, mom. The Bravo app just <laughs> updated. So, like, now you can stream MSNBC and, like, all oh, the other no. news channels. And that's the, I only watch MSNBC because... It just, I, I'm easily with... That's that what works I, for you, yeah. yeah. But MSNBC is good, and I love Rachel Maddow. Like, she was, I watched her every day during the 2016 election, like, every day, and then, like, onward. And then one day, I was just like, this is too much. And so I stopped, and I felt bad, because I like Maddow, but I'm like, I can't, I can't. It's not it's you, exhausting. It's, me. it's,
1: it's so <laughs> exhausting. And I mean, I just feel like um it's just i don't know like i went to the lionel richie concert on thursday he's so good by the way
0: oh yeah and
1: he was singing we are the world and you know like the whole audience started singing because who doesn't know we are the world right and the woman beside me like turned around to me she's like this is really sad and i was like but she was talking about like a lot of the artists who were a part of that are like now deceased and Mm -hmm. she was like no she's like because it's still relevant yeah and i was like oh i was like yeah that's true Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's worse than it was back when they wrote it in the (laughs) eighties.
0: Yeah, I feel like it is, or like I think it's a combination of it being worse than it was, or like we're seeing it so much more in our faces because I've been watching a lot of documentaries about like Warren. I've been watching stuff about like addiction, like I've uh, intervention Mm -hmm. because I love really happy things. So I go between ninety Day Fiance and watching Intervention, and then I um, was watching a lot of stuff about the war on drugs. And even, and funnily enough, I was at the store on Saturday, and we have, I don't know if they had it, had it in Canada, but they have this D.A.R.E. program, like, D.A.R.E. to keep yeah, kids yeah, off yeah. of drugs. Yeah, yeah, we had D.A.R.E., yeah. And, you know, it's it's a lie, you know? That was one of those things by the Reagan yeah. administration that they were like, you know, if somebody comes to you and, you know, offers you weed, just say no. And it's like, okay, whatever. Um <laughs> Which, again, that's a whole other story for not this podcast, but, um, it, well, I don't know. The, there was a lot of stuff that was going on with it, and the whole thing with incar- in- incarceration and all that other stuff started, like, so long ago, but it's just now more in our faces. It's kind of like, it. it's kind of like there's been a buildup of all the crap that's been going on, and now it's just, like, ballooned, and it's just a mess, yeah. and it's like trying to clean up confetti and glitter at the same time one by one like it's just impossible
1: yeah no it is it's true and it's just like I said this is why you have to take a break from social like there are some times when I don't even know what's going on because I'm just off of it and I'm just like in my house I'm watching television and I'm just like my phone is like somewhere in my bedroom I'm on my couch like I just I completely disconnect because it's like you have to do that because it's just too much. Like I was talking, I mentioned Twitter earlier. And like, for me, it's like, you know, Twitter was one of the few social media channels I used to really enjoy. And, you know, we've mm-hmm. been following each other on Twitter for a long time. And I used to actually really enjoy being on Twitter, but then it's all of a sudden it's like, everybody has this, like a PhD in just like saying things on Twitter. Oh my god, yeah. And it's like, everything becomes a problem. And it's like, if you like, look, like, why does everything need to be nitpicked to death just so people can like, you know, prove that they're smarter than someone else on like a public forum. It's just, it's just gotten very bizarre. And I just find it's like exhausting. It's like nobody can do anything right. Mm -hmm. Everyone is trash, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, it's just become like a super toxic place because I think people just have like very inflated egos because of social media. And it's just gotten like very extreme. Yeah. And so I just like, I can't deal with like, like, The conversation of like how every like you my god you're trash and you're not trash and you are trash and this person you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I remember that one night when somebody like came for Tevin Campbell or something and then (gasps) it just like turned into a whole like do you remember that no and I was like why this was like a few years ago I can't even remember what happened but somebody came for tech I think Tevin Campbell was on some show or they mentioned him and then it was like this whole it was like why even like come for Tevin Campbell, like, he made so many hits in the 90s, like, I don't know really what he's up to now, but, like, you can't deny that he's an excellent artist, why even, you know, say anything negative about it, it's just, it's just, everybody has to say something about everything, and I feel like people, I feel like people have always had opinions, and that's fine, but I feel like it's, like, people feel as though they have to share their opinions now and sometimes it's like you kind of just don't always have to yeah like shutting up (laughs) shutting up is never a bad thing it's never a bad thing sometimes (laughs) silence is really a good sometimes silence can be very powerful it can actually be more powerful than saying something so
0: right like silence is golden is like legit a thing
1: like everyone get into it (laughs) lean into it get into it i just i just looked
0: up tevin campbell like i don't think he's there were homophobic comments against him
1: and I don't think what the person said was homophobic I just think uh, she was alluding more to um I think they were alluding more to just like is he still relevant or something of that sort and I was kind of like well why like you know what I mean to me Tevin Campbell will always be relevant
0: yeah he he was yeah I mean there is this I feel like the genre of music doesn't really exist anymore but like that young he was like that young voice in the new Jack swing. That's so iconic when you talk about nineties R&B, like you cannot, you cannot listen to nineties R&B and not play Tevin Campbell. Like it's just, It's just not possible. And you can't watch the Goofy movie without singing those songs Mm -hmm. (laughs) that were him, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's crazy. That I, you know, hush, kids. (laughs) First of all, Tevin Campbell will always. Right? I just, oh my gosh, people. That is, that is picking at and, and
1: that's boredom. Go paint. (laughs) I just, I don't understand You know, it's just like, there's always some type of argument on there. And it's like, like, I've really tried to like curate who I follow on social, but it's at the same time. It's like, sometimes it just gets onto my thing Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, you know what? It's better if I just log off because I don't want to see any of it. I want to watch like my foolish television and be happy in my own little bubble.
0: Isn't (laughs) it therapeutic? Like it's a weird type of therapy to sit there and watch like 90 Day Fiance. For me, it's uh, like most of the shows on Bravo. Um, yeah. you know, like I was watching, um, I was talking to my therapist. I mentioned this on the last one too. I was talking to my therapist and I was like, do you watch Vanderpump Rules? And she's like, no. And I go, listen, I think you should watch in my therapy session. I think you should watch Vanderpump Rules. Cause I would love to hear a professional point of view about each of the, like of the people, like, like." <laughs>
1: She's be like, girl, what?
0: <laughs> She's like, so back to what we need to talk about. Right? <laughs> but I do, I want to hear, like, I. I, could, I think it's like the analyzing of people, which is probably why, you know, these reality shows really do fascinate me. But yeah, it's just also so much better than real life. Like, I can't. yeah oh my god the news cycle is crazy it's
1: really yeah i used to really enjoy like watching cnn and it's just gotten to a point where i'm like i can't do this anymore yeah it's like 24 hours of the same thing and i'm like nothing is changing you're literally talking about this it's just like word vomit over and over and over again and i can't
0: it's different yeah i can't do it different newscasters and then they're saying they're the same thing news people but like they say the same thing over and over and i can't even with these debates like i've been invited to watch the democratic debates and i'm like when there's less than 60 of them then maybe but right now there's like 700 people and i just i have opinions and it goes against some other people's opinions and i'm just like i don't i don't
1: I don't vote. And that's another thing, too, because it's also like, you know, with Twitter, it's like everybody kind of nitpicks everything to death, mm-hmm. especially like now with the election. And I don't necessarily think that that's productive. Like, I, I don't think people understand, like, you are never going yeah. to find a perfect politician. Like, no matter what you do, the, no. the person going to be a politician and they're going to have flaws because everybody has a different opinion of how everything should work. Right. You have to just find a person who is decent. Yeah. And is going to get the job done and be professional.
0: Exactly. Because
1: that's like, that's really all you can ask for. You can't just be like hounding people for every little thing that they've done. And you know what I mean? Like also like society has changed. Like there was a point where, you know, like a lot of people were very against gay marriage and it was like very revolutionary for people to be out and open like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, thank god things have changed and people are allowed to you know be themselves and live peacefully you know and it's not it's absolutely not perfect that you know lgbtq people still face a lot of discrimination and violence mm-hmm. but um you know from the outside looking in it's just it's a lot more widely accepted now mm-hmm. um and there's a lot more resources out there but it's like you know p- society changes and like Politicians are people, people evolve, people change, their minds expand as they see the world more. So it's like, you can't like somebody, if somebody voted against something that seems crazy now, and they did that back in like 1973, I don't think it's necessarily fair to hold them, to hold that against them right now, you know? So it's like, I, I just don't think that that type of nitpicking is helpful. Especially not
0: now. Like, th- like let's not be embarrassed by our leader. Like, let's not be like, Like, let's not be a, a developed nation and be a joke like let's let's yeah. let's start with let's start there and then yeah. we can go on to like okay how do we craft a better thing and a a, a better country or what have you and it's yeah. um and yeah I'm with you and, and just in general with like cancel culture I've always hated oh, when people are like they're like, well, back in 2000, so-and-so said this and that, and now all of a sudden they want to be inclusive. And I'm like, and I'll just put an example for me. When I was, when I was younger, I've always struggled in terms of like Christianity and stuff like that, because Mm -hmm. there were, the big thing was like homosexuality is a sin. And I didn't understand it, but I didn't know, I was trying to find a way, I guess, to say like, because I knew people eventually that were gay and I remember like when Ellen came out like I remember watching the show when Ellen came out and I was like but she's really nice I don't understand why she would go to hell like you know so eventually I kind of got into my like hate the sin love the sinner type of type of mode and Mm -hmm. one of my really good friends from school messaged me and he was like look I get where you're coming from. I don't think you're coming from a bad place. But like, this is why that's homophobic. And it really opened my eyes. And now I have like a whole different, very pro-LGBTQ point of view, wanting to be the best ally, et cetera, et cetera. But if you looked at my post, and it comes up on Facebook, if you looked at my post in like 2004, for 2005 it may not mirror the same message that i'm saying today and then people could be like oh she's canceled because back in back then said blah 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 and i'm like no people can learn and can
1: change and And that's that is my whole thing it's like like with cancel culture it doesn't really give people a chance to grow Mm -mm. like i think people definitely like whatever somebody's truth is is what their truth is and what they know like if you're if you come from a very sheltered households that's yeah. not necessarily your fault or you come from a place where you know you've never met a person who's different than you like everybody you know everybody you've known in your whole life has been the same as you and you venture and you go somewhere else like yeah you're going to be ignorant to it and it's not necessarily you know listen if somebody's coming from a malicious place like absolutely get on them but yeah. not everybody is being malicious yeah but then again it this comes with the whole like twitter phd people it's like Right. Everything has to be like a dissertation on how everything and everyone is problematic. When sometimes it's not always the case, or sometimes somebody makes an honest mistake and they didn't know better. And it's like, how do they even get a chance to recover from that? Yeah. Or to learn, or to do better if it's just like, no, like you're just done. You know what I mean? Right. Right. How can people grow and learn
0: and and just be better individuals if they're not allowed to make mistakes? It, it's not human. Like to to do
1: exactly, that
0: now exactly like we're not apologizing it's you know it's not like an r kelly situation i'm like ding dong go ahead, you know okay
1: no that, that is that is malicious like he exactly is a malicious monster you know and i'm super like i'm so glad he's he has no bail right now and i hope he stays there forever yeah but um you know there are people that make honest mistakes mm-hmm. um, and they don't necessarily Know better, or they're trying to be an ally, and sometimes it's hard to be an ally, you know, especially when like you're still learning about the community that you're trying to be an ally to, and you're you know, right. trying to genuinely want to help, but maybe you're not doing the most helpful things. Like, I don't think that it's fair to pounce on people because they ask a question. You know, I remember a few years ago, I think Lady Gaga said something on Twitter about like, how can I help the black community, or something of that sort,
0: mm-hmm. and people
1: like snapped on her, and I'm like. I don't think she meant that in a bad way. Like I think she genuinely wants to know what she can do right, right. to and help d- because she's not black, you know, but it's yeah. like we can't have that reaction because that's not, I don't necessarily think that's helpful. Mm-mm. And we're like, always making it into a teaching moment. Why not make it into right. a teaching moment instead of just like a slashing moment.
0: Right. Right. And I think also, it, look, Okay. I have a lot of white friends who don't realize that they've done some messed up stuff in the past and it's not their fault because they didn't, and messed up, not like put crosses in my yard and like burned it, but just, you know, I don't really see you as a color. I see you as clear. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with me being black? They don't know that. Like that's not something that they understand. And I think they genuinely didn't mean anything by it, but it's also that thing of, okay, how do I not just snap and react to them and go, here's why that's problematic, blah, blah, blah. But I understand where your heart is. I'm not mad at you. You know, like it's, it's just, we've all done some stuff in the past and, and we're now realizing it. It's coming to, it's coming to the front. Like, okay, we're at a crossroads in humanity. So for everybody that's been silent speak up. But okay, you're not going to be perfect when you speak up. So, how how, you know, how you know, cuz it's it's up to the majority to help the minority, right? The minority can't do all the work themselves. Exactly. All the time. So, yes, the majority needs to go in and it needs to step in and help. So, how do we do that? We're going to stumble, we're going to make mistakes. Call me out on it. I'll apologize. That's fine. I and mean, I think, again, that whole idea of, like, just canceling people. Oh, you're canceled. You're canceled because you said, you said this. You used the wrong pronoun. Like, uh, I was watching The Hills and people were getting on Brody because Brody, Brody was talking about Caitlyn and his relationship to her, but called Caitlyn dad, and they were like, you know, the next thing you know, there's an article in BuzzFeed or someone wrote up on BuzzFeed how, like, he misgendered Caitlin and Twitter let him have it. And I'm like, well, there was an interview where Caitlin said they can call me dad. and That's what I was just about to say. Brody I think it was, was a Katie Couric interview, no? Yeah. Yeah. That or Diane Sawyer, one of the two. And I was like, but he, first of all, he used she, like, whenever he was talking about her, he used she. And the only time that he used anything that was male equivalent was when he said, dad. But has been super respectful about it. Also understand that that is a child of someone who in his adult life had a parent that became transgender who he was already absent from. So let's also look at it from a point of view that he's still trying to process it because it's not an easy situation.
1: Yeah, that's definitely, that's like, that's very... Like, you know, if one of my parents, you know, came out as trans, that's something you have to adjust to that. That's not mm-hmm. something, you know, you're used to seeing them a certain way for the vast majority of your life. And then it, that changes and that's fine. But it's, it's like not necessarily easy to switch all those pronouns right away. Right. You know, because it's out of habit that you use male pronouns for a dad. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my mom, we were talking about pose and like, love, love, love. The thing about my mom when watching pose and what this show has done for her is that she's really starting to see a lot of the community and like it she's because she grew up in east texas which if people it's conservative and religious and so you have some of those prejudices because of environment but my mom over the years has been trying to learn and everything else so we were talking about um india summer i want to say her last name is summer i may have messed that up um but the actress that plays oh my gosh what is, oh my gosh, my mind just blanks. But either way, so I, they go by they, them pronouns. And so I was using that and talking about India and my mom got confused and I was like, oh, it's just the preferred pronoun. So like, it, but sometimes I slip and say she, because when I look at her, of course, or look at them, I see her, and, you know, we're trying. <laughs> like,
1: right. People are yeah.
0: trying.
1: But it's, it's just, you know what? The thing is, is like, this is new for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. that's just the truth like a lot like I didn't know that there were more than two like two sets of different pronouns so I didn't like either. for me like sometimes I make mistakes I misgender people and I'm like oh crap like I just misgendered this person you know or it's just like kind of automatic in your head that like what you see a person as like based on like traditional feminine or masculine um attributes is kind of what you gender them as in your head and that's kind of well, we've been taught forever, right? So it's like, it's new for a lot of people. Right. And, you know, there are some people, again, that are very malicious with it. There are some people that intend to misgender people to hurt them. And then there are people who just make an honest mistake. And it's like, they shouldn't, you know, if you can correct yourself and you know, you know, you've made a mistake. It's very clear to know you've made a mistake. I don't think it's fair to be getting dragged through the mud because I don't know a single human that hasn't made a mistake.
0: Exactly. But maybe
1: that's just me because apparently everybody else is perfect and or else you're canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just
0: me. Look, I, I feel the same way. Also, their name is India Moore who plays Angel. I just had to Google Uh it. Oh yeah. I had to make, I wanted to clear that up. I was like, huh, oh, I'm going to be so upset. Just, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, but in, in speaking about like gender and gender identity and stuff, one thing that I noticed that you have done, especially with Bustle over the last, I don't know how long it's been. I feel like it's been about a year, maybe a little more or less, but that a lot of the stories that you've done as beauty and fashion editorial um, editor is that you've, written about like erasing gender norms in the beauty industry and Mm -hmm. kind of breaking down those walls that because bustle as we all know I mean it's 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 some people would say like oh it's an all-white you know it's I don't want to say it's all-white necessarily but it's very easy to try to pander and show like the European beauty standard but what I really have loved about the pieces that you've written is that you kind of break down the wall and put minority voices in a like majority if you will kind of publication what kind of drove you to to start doing that
1: i think it's just kind of been like the story of my life to be honest with you because i grew up in a mm-hmm. super white town i was like one of one like i'm very light skin and i realized that but i didn't realize that colorism was a thing because mm-hmm. i grew up always being the darkest person and that was seen as bad Oh wow! So I didn't—I didn't realize that like there was a difference between like I heard um, like colorist rhetoric like around me like don't go in the sun you're gonna get dark and ugly like I heard that but it never registered to me as a child that it was an issue mm-hmm. like within the black community itself because it was like always just like oh Kayla's the black one so she's ugly and Kayla you know what I mean it never I never understood that until way later in my life mm-hmm. um, so I was just kind of always like the odd one out. I always felt super ugly because I was the black girl and they made me feel ugly because I was the black girl and I was just always super excluded. And it took me a really long time to figure out who I was and be comfortable in my own skin. And I knew that, you know, if I feel this way, then there must be a lot of other people that have felt this way. Um, So for me, it just, I mean, when I kind of fell into writing and I fell into journalism, it just was like a no brainer for me to kind of think of, okay, what are, who's not being spoken about here mm-hmm. or like, who are, what are the topics that we're talking about that people want to have conversations about? But like, how can we push that conversation forward? What is the thing that's like missing? Like, so, you know, like for, um, you know, products are still very much so gendered mm-hmm. and it's on like something as silly as like a fragrance or something as still like, you know, like, like boy, like quote unquote boy products, they'll smell kind of like uh I don't know. It's like
0: woodsy, musk
1: smell. yeah, woodsy <laughs> musk. Like you know what I mean. Whereas like yeah. women's products are like more like floral and whatever. And it's you know some men may prefer to smell like have floral scents on them, and that's fine and that's okay, you know. And it's also just like yes, men have like thicker skin, but realistically, a lot of the times what's put into these products are not really that different. Right. It's, just, it's literally just marketing, um, and so. You know, there's really no real reason why anything should be marketed towards any particular gender. And I think we're kind of breaking that now because we're seeing more boys um, wearing makeup. We're seeing Mm -hmm. um, gender non-conforming people wear makeup or not wear makeup. And we're seeing, you know, women do whatever they choose to do. Like, I'm a cisgender woman. I love lipstick, but I'm not like a huge makeup person like I don't really wear makeup every day type of thing right. I, I just I just go bare face most of the time I'm more of like a skincare person mm-hmm. um, but if I had to choose one product it would be like lipstick and that would that would be my go-to and that would be all I would wear um but you know I just I just think that like I think the world is changing in that sense and I just kind of have always been interested in pushing conversations forward because I think now we're in a time where it's like diversity is kind of become a buzzword and Mm -hmm. inclusion's kind of become a buzzword and it sounds great that you want to be diverse and inclusive but it's like how are we really making those strides and how are we really like actually being diverse and inclusive and I think the way to do it is not to necessarily regurgitate the same thing over and over or like use it in like a buzzy sense like oh this is a win for diversity like I don't know what that means. I think it's important to be able to push a conversation forward and say, okay, this is like, what are people not talking about yet? And how can we get them thinking about these things to kind of change their mindset and also just like, normalize other people's experiences?
0: Yeah, I think too, like, um, a really good point about the diversity is that I, I think people will think, oh, yeah, or companies, especially will think like, oh, diversity, and it's that stock photo of like, one person of each race, and they're like, you know, hanging out, and it's very cheesy and stocky, and and I don't think that they think beyond that. I think a lot of times diversity has been about race only at first, yeah. and they don't think about the gender, and I think just recently we we're talking, now talking about gender roles, and gender norms, and breaking those, and like size, you know, size diversity, and religious, well, and I say religious in terms of like, I guess, outer culture where you know like those who are wearing a hijab or you know it, it, it's it's starting to change but I think every now and then companies are like oh we're gonna put a Asian person but then there's like and 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 you may have seen this too that there's still kind of like more need for diversity. Like yes you have a black person but like this black person fits the standard where it's like comfortable for
1: whiteness if you will mm-hmm. you know and it's also like taking off you know trying to meet a quota and taking off certain numbers which is never a good idea mm-hmm. diversity should never be thought of as like a chore right diversity should be thought of more so as it, like it should never be like a task like i have to have this many people with brown skin and my thing so it's mm-hmm. diverse it's like no like it's diversity is something that's there because it's interesting to hear mm-hmm. from more than one perspective like I don't want to hear anything from one person's perspective ever yeah um, it's interesting and it's just like it's it's how we normalize other people's experiences like we're never going the world is never going to get to a place where you know it's literally we are the world and we're all holding hands in kumbaya unless we get to a place where we actually understand each other hmm and we normalize people's experiences because a lot of the issues that we have in the world are literally because people don't understand other people's perspectives that is a huge huge part of it that is a huge part. exactly yeah I'm sorry I just have to go in 10 minutes and have another meeting but yeah (laughs) no no no, no, you're fine I just want to let you know it just came (laughs) on my computer but yeah
0: no you're good um I also want to get into your like you did I don't now correct me if I'm wrong like it was an essay series about 4c hair type which Mm -hmm for people who may not understand just really quickly that especially when the natural hair movement started to come up it was you know not relaxing your hair which i went back to but never mind you know not relaxing your <laughs> hair embracing your hair pat- your hair curl pattern but a lot of youtube videos only showed like a certain kind of arrangement yeah
1: exactly of it.
0: Um, i read your personal essay about it and then i started reading other people's stories how has it been to see kind of people react to what you've written and showcased
1: on I think that front been, i think it's been a blessing because i've had so many people with 4c hair come up to me and be like thank you i feel seen finally you know i feel like even up to now it's very like specific like there's a very specific um demographic of youtubers that have 4c hair and they're mm-hmm. not necessarily as celebrated as the girls that have a looser curl pattern and that was another thing that i you know i wanted to step up the conversation. Like, okay, the natural hair movement is here. We talk about it. We've talked about it to death to the point where it's like, it's, you know, it's not odd to see a girl with curly hair in a corporate office. The problem is that not all curl patterns are looked at as equal or some are looked at as bad or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And even like the way that natural products work, a lot of them don't are not versatile for all curl patterns. Yeah. And so that's like that's the issue because people forget about 4C hair they're just like oh it's too like hard or oh it's too this or it's always too that or like you know a lot of the times stylists they're like not equipped to even black stylists they're not equipped to work with 4C hair you know Mm -hmm. and it's not (laughs) that 4C hair is difficult it's that 4C hair needs different things it needs a lot of moisture Mm-hmm. It needs a lot of love. Like if you're stretching your hair, you just have to do different things with your hair. The the number one thing that forcing hair needs is like moisture, and it becomes so much easier to work with. And you know, you mentioned like your hair is relaxed now. Mm-hmm. I think there's kind of like relax or shame. And like, listen, I think that black women, no matter how, like my hair is natural, but that's also my choice. I think that if you choose to relax your hair, that is a choice, and it yeah. Eat. Like, I've, I went from natural to relaxer, and then I finally went back to relaxer, and I've been natural for four going on five years now. And that's my choice, because I choose to wear my hair that way. But I think that if you decide to perm your hair, relax your hair, that's your prerogative. If that is if that is how you prefer your hair to look, and that is your own personal choice, yeah, then do what you want to do with your hair, you know? And if you decide to go natural later, then shave it off and go natural later. But I think... With- um, the whole thing is that I don't, I, I want 4C hair to be seen as something that's joyful. And I think when we took the photos of the girls, what a lot of people noticed, uh, first of all, is that we didn't Photoshop out any of like their stretch marks or anything like that. We used people of all different sizes, different skin colors. And we also um, had them looking very joyful and laughing because I don't yeah. think that there's enough. I think anytime you see a photo of people with 4 hair, it's them being frustrated or angry with their hair mm. or like people are like, oh, their hair is breaking off and their hair is this and their hair is that. And it's like, why can't people just be happy to have 4 hair? What's wrong with that?
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. because
1: some people have 4 hair and they love it and it's fine. And they, you know what I mean? They don't even do much to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm looking at the photos now and I will link them in the podcast the, the description below. Um, because it's such a beautiful, it's very natural, like no pun intended, but it is very natural, it's very joyful. It's you just like see their beauty and they have some have on makeup but it's very light. Like it's not yeah. it's not like a heavy beat face, which do you if you wanna do a beat face. I just that that's not me. <laughs> I don't have yeah. the skills or patience. But um, they, yeah, they all look very beautiful. And I think for me, when I relaxed my hair, it was just me working out so much. And I was just I, I don't like fussing with my hair. I loved when I shaved my hair because I was just like, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, but I kind of do like the kind of straighter Pixie. So for right now, it's, it's what I want to do. But
1: And I've done that too. And I love my Pixie and I had it for four years and then I was like, I want long hair. And so I grew it out, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if I grow it out, if I will grow it out natural or if I just like will space out the relaxers. But that's a, I'll have a conversation.
1: And you know what? That is a total personal choice. It is completely yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, again, it's like, we don't need to shame people or people don't need to be trash or they don't need to be sellouts because they choose to relax their hair or they choose to not like whatever people choose to do with their hair is fine. Mm-hmm. I think the whole, I think the point of like the natural hair movement and like hair positivity, if you will, is just like whatever people choose to do with their hair is okay. And like not one, one thing should not be seen as like greater than another. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem because I think a lot of, I think when the natural movement first came about, like, I think when people started really, really getting into it about 10 years ago, when it first started, we were only really seeing people with loose curls. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of girls were under the impression that their hair was gonna look like that too, cause it's all the representation that they saw. Yeah. And if your hair has been permed forever and ever and ever, you don't really know what your hair looks like. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you don't necessarily, like when you first go natural, your curl pattern is kind of all over the place. It takes a while for it to kind of form. Hmm. Um, and if you're going into it thinking that you're going to have like three A curls and then you have four C curls and you don't know how to, you know, work with that because it's a different texture, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be just frustrated with your hair. You're going to hate your hair maybe. And that's not positive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you know? sure. And it's it's, yeah, I'm very team. I'm with you. I'm very team. Do what you want. Shave it. Shave half of it diet I'm very impulsive with my hair and I get very frustrated. I think it I realized cuz my therapist is like I what what are you dealing with and I'm like I don't nothing. I just wanted to dye my hair blonde and they're like but now you want to shave it off again. I'm like yeah. She's like so what are you anxious about? So I think a lot of people do that stuff too. Yeah. Um, but like it's it kind of matches their mood, but yeah, I don't know. Every time I see people's hair, I'm just like, however you're wearing it, I think it's beautiful. And I, I, and maybe, maybe it's intentional. Like, I just want people to know that I think that they look beautiful without looking like the standard. But if I see someone with what I believe is 4C hair, like the thicker, tighter coils, I'm like, I always go to them and tell them like, I think your hair is beautiful. Like, just because I don't, I don't want them to think like, uh, my hair is crap. I'm just going to put this this way and go out the house. Like that sounds so Yeah. <laughs> and then,
1: you know what? Like, let me tell you the honest to God truth. You can do so much with 4C hair. It can hold so many styles. You can blow oh, it yeah. out. You can wear it curly. It can look short if it wants to. You can make it, you know, do like a twist out, like a chunky twist out and do like a Diana Ross look. Like you can do so many things with 4C hair. It's just such a, It's like. Such a great hair to mold, Mm -hmm. and people don't realize that because nobody talks about it in any sense that's positive. People are always just like, Oh, it's like it's so hard and it's so difficult, and so this and so that, and it's like. It doesn't have to be that. You just need to have the right tools. You need to moisturize it. You need to be like patient with your hair too.
0: Yeah, you know? I, I have no patience. <laughs> that was why I relaxed my hair because I don't have patience. Like I don't have time. Like people, because uh, one of my other friends, she, uh, she has 4C hair too, but she straightens it. But she will be like, I can't do anything today because I have to wash my hair and I understand it. But I'm like, yeah. that's not a life I want to live. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, but there's, there are ways, you know, like there are ways to get around it. I think, I don't know. I just, I mean, my hair is a mix of like all the type fours, like four AB and a little bit of C and it's just, I don't know. I just, I've taken a lot of time to really understand my hair and care for my hair. And I'm at a point now, I mean, I have braids in right now, but I'm at a point where I'm just like, I would never relax my hair again. Just because like, I just don't, I felt like my hair is a lot healthier now that it's, um, that it's natural. And that's just my personal preference. And I don't really uh, care to, to relax it again. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just, I do want Black women to love their hair. That is really just like the goal for me and not so much like worrying about, you know, if other people are gonna think it's acceptable or not. Just love your hair and wear it how you want to wear it.
0: And with that, we leave Kayla with the last word here on 512 FM. Again, thank you so much to her. I appreciate her taking the time to talk about everything she's doing for the fashion and beauty community. If you want to read those essays about women with 4C hair, and I highly suggest you do, I will have that link in the description wherever you are listening to this podcast. Make sure you rate this five stars and leave it a nice little review just to say that you love it and we will definitely bring her back because that story and that job is never done. Again, thank you so much for listening to 512 FM and I will be back next time. Bye!